Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to another special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. Today is the WIT Special Edition, Women in Technology. And as always, we're broadcasting live from the Regis Executive Suites here at One Glen Lake Plaza in Sandy Springs. And alongside me is Sandy Welfare, co-host and executive director of WIT Atlanta. How are you doing, Sandy? I'm doing very well, Ryan. How are you? Fantastic. Uh, looking uh, forward to today's episode. A little different, uh, trying to change up. Usually we're featuring people in business, um, you know, uh, professionals, maybe more seasoned and such. But today you brought a, a great group of guests with you. Who'd you bring with you? I did indeed. This is my new millennial uh, posse. I'm going to call them okay, a posse. Millennial posse. Look out, folks. So good. So we're looking forward to talking to the uh, people in studio today, and we'll introduce them here in just a moment. But let's remind our listeners to connect with us on social media. You can follow the network Business Radio X on Twitter at Business Radio X. And today's program, Atlanta Business Radio, is also on Twitter at Atlanta B-I-Z Radio. You can follow me personally on uh, all social media at Ryan Redhawk. And I know Sandy is out there across all social media stratospheres, too, so you can follow her. All right, let's get to today's guest. Uh, let's go around the table and introduce everyone. First, let's say hello to Joy Nettles. How are you, Joy? Hi, I'm feeling good. Good morning. Uh, good morning, <laughs> and thank you for joining us. You're a consultant developer with ThoughtWorks. Yes, sir. All right, and so how long have you been with that organization? I've been here for about a year and three months. Here at ThoughtWorks in Atlanta as well? Um, I've actually been at ThoughtWorks Dallas, and I moved to ThoughtWorks Atlanta in January. So you got promoted and moved. <laughs> yes, sir. That's fantastic. How do you like Atlanta so far? I love Atlanta. I think there's a lot to do, and mm -hmm. it's a great community. Absolutely. I, I love the tech community here. Yeah, and what exactly does ThoughtWorks do for folks? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So <laughs> ThoughtWorks is a global software consultancy. Um, we have about 4,000 employees in 40 different offices in 14 countries. Um, so basically... Um, People from different domains, they come to us to produce software solutions. So I'm always learning different tech stacks, working in different domains from retail, the airlines, the food, mm -hmm. and just working with different people all the time. So it's always changing, ever evolving, keeps you constant and, and on your toes. And you and you like the tech side of everything. Right. Yep. Okay. And I love to learn. All right. We're going <laughs> to learn more about you and certainly talk more about your passion for technology. But let's also introduce to the program Duval Smith. How are you, Duval? Good morning. I'm doing well. All right. Fantastic. And you are CTO of Event Tent. Yes, sir. All right. Tell us about that. Uh, Event Tent is a mobile platform I co-founded with my partner, Justin McLeod, out of Georgia State. Um, it services last-minute event discovery and allows people to share experiences at events um, so people who aren't there can get an idea of what's going on and influence them to maybe attend or follow up with that. Very interesting. And that's uh, events of any kind? Events of any kind right now. Right. And Atlanta's full of this time of year, concerts, festivals, you name it. There's some sort of event going on. Definitely. So yeah. Yeah. enjoying it. And you can find you at those events as well? You can find me at some of them. Some of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you like. You like to be a part of uh, some of these events, I bet. Definitely. I can't be at all of them at the same time, no. so I pick and choose. <laughs> you, uh, choose the best ones, of course. And Atlanta, for you, is this your home, or have you um, moved here recently? Uh, yeah, I've been in Atlanta since uh, first grade, so okay. I graduated from Georgia State. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're a native. Definitely. Right. We'll, we'll call you an AT alien for sure. <laughs> All right. And also on the program joining us today is Lindsay Hawkins. How are you, Lindsay? Great. Doing great. Good morning. Good morning. And you are IT staffing consultant mm -hmm. and a WIT Connect event chair. I am. I've been uh, building technology teams for the past uh, five years in Atlanta and Past couple of years, I've been volunteering a ton with Sandy and um, lead their largest fundraising event of the year, which is uh, What Connect in June. And the uh, IT uh, 
staffing consultant. You do that on your own. You work for another company. So for the past five years, I've worked for two separate organizations and have recently branched out on my own to independently consult with a couple of friends that have started their own organizations and um, folks that have just been doing this for quite a while. Okay. And uh, and you're, and then volunteering with uh, WIT Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So why is it important to you to give back and volunteer? Well, I think that that's just a, a huge kind of cornerstone of um, you know our community moving forward. And I think if we're going to bring more women in technology, we need to see more women get involved in these organizations, period. And, you know, I think the only way to do that is to volunteer your own time and energy and really be invested in the city as a whole. Oh, that's a great answer. And, and that's, that's the millennial posse right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sandy's posse, as we could call them as well. So we're just going to kind of go around the table and ask some questions and get your input. So feel free to chime in if you want, if you have a, a, a real good answer. Um, but uh, kind of f- first question I'll ask is the innovation in Atlanta. So from your perspective, we sh- do a lot of shows about technology in here. We feature a lot of seasoned CTOs or technology leaders. But what's new? What's, what's on the horizon out there uh, from your perspective? Joy? All right. I'm going to change the question a little bit. Okay, So go instead ahead. of innovations, let's say resources. Okay. So a resource that I see coming to Atlanta is people, human capital, right? So I see a lot of people coming into Atlanta to fulfill their dreams, make things happen, start businesses, um, find new opportunities. And I think that's important because a lot of these people are millennials and millennials just understand the importance of technology. It's just something that they get. They get it. Um, So I think that this um, is really big because it will have an impact on the tech industry because we're just going to continue to grow. So with more people, there are more ideas. And with more ideas, there are more diverse solutions, better solutions. So I see that um, with new people, we're going to get new products and new solutions that we can't even imagine yet. And that's the responsibility of the business, but as well as the kind of the city as a whole to attract these new people, attract these resources. And, and, and Sandy, you guys are doing a great job of that, of finding these resources, connecting with them early. Um, and, and those are some of your thoughts as well. And even as much as we have new tech companies coming here or even new companies coming here, the let's just say the competition for talent is higher than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Whether I talk to a small, medium or large enterprise company, they're all looking for the best talent. And so I think uh, Joy is spot on just in terms of the resources that are coming. We actually need more resources coming. So, Lindsay, to recruit this good talent from your millennial perspective, what does companies need to do? What are they not doing? Well, I think the the first and foremost is employment branding. I think nowadays millennials in particular really care about um, the mission of the companies. They care about um, social matters. They care about, you know, climate change and, you know, being green. And they care about these things that folks didn't necessarily focus so much on previously. So I think that those are huge things. And also, Employment branding, um, as I mentioned previously, it is important for us to get involved in the community and, in, uh, you know, in general, just be involved in charitable organizations. And I think seeing companies that partner with WIT, that's a huge draw for somebody like myself. Um, you know, seeing them get involved from a social perspective is is huge. So I think employment branding, making sure that you're differentiating um, your organization as one that does get involved and give back to the community at large is huge. Yeah. Creating a culture to attract this talent, but also retaining that talent mm-hmm. once they come on board. And uh, is that what you guys are doing over there at Event Tent as a millennial company, as a young uh, company? What are you guys doing uh, uh, over there to kind of re- recruit some of these good resources? Um, so, yeah, Event Tent, um, I think just being uh, visible like myself and Justin, just being out and about and being able to share our story is how we got started. Um, just me playing football and uh, majoring in computer science and then coding. That's allowed me to just talk to so many uh, students and kids who now want to get into 
coding because now they can read an article about you know, a business acquisition like Instagram that gets sold for a billion dollars and they see an opportunity where if they equip themselves with the, you know, knowledge and acumen to like write code and build technology, they have an opportunity to be independent and, you know, be their own boss and then sell their company. So with Eventent, um, it's just cool that, you know, as me and Justin go through this journey of a startup and an entrepreneur, we can uh, share our story and just share like, what we've learned that doesn't work right. <laughs> and it help point them in a direction to things that do work. And um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just cool to just be a part of, you know, those millennials that are making stuff happen. Yeah, and they're coming to work for you and they want, and they right. see you out there on the front lines doing the work, being out there, actively involved with the business. And that must resonate with uh, other folks who may want to come work over there at Event Tent. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, we're always open to have uh, more people on board, um, the right people, but definitely just us being out and about and um, just sharing our business and how it resonates with people in the community, especially last minute event discovery, because everyone's asking what is there to do (laughs) at any given time. So it's always cool to service that. Yeah. And there's always something to do here in Atlanta, for sure. Always events, even at WIT. You guys do something on a weekly and monthly and quarterly basis over there. Um, your, your, your event schedule's even ramping up as we speak, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And we do share quite a bit with uh, Justin and Duvall just to ensure that what we have going on, they have on their platform and we can hopefully, hopefully connect to new people. And do you find that your platform is a place that millennials are plugged into more so than perhaps some other generations? Uh, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, the age divider, the demographic is more like people my age are more like last minute, like, all right, let me hit my friends up and try to figure out what to do. Whereas people who have a family, have kids are, you know, they have other obligations that prevent them from just being like, let's go out. So definitely kids. Right. So let's talk about the millennials as a whole. I mean, you guys are getting, there's a lot of misunderstandings out there. There's a lot of talking about this. How can businesses kind of go out of their way? But before too long, there's going to be another generation right behind you and millennials will be forgotten about. So what do we want people to remember about millennials today that we can then talk to uh, the next generation about as well? So back to you, Joy. All right. So I would say that, um, our generation wants to make the world a better place. But the caveat is we want to do it our way. Mm. Um, so um, whether it's cyberbullying or just ending police brutality, um, we're going to do our things. We're going to use technology to do it. And we're going to go our own paths. And another good thing about millennials that I just truly love is that we're risk takers. So you might want to do the stable way, but we're going to go out, we're going to think outside the box and we're going to take a different approach from what you might expect. So I think that's the key thing about millennials is that we want to make the world a better place and we want to do it our way. You're going to do it our way. <laughs> and then we're taking that same approach and getting involved with WIT. So all three of you here today are kind of making it a better place, getting involved somehow because women in technology or, or technology in general has resonated with you. And so uh, that's, that's a great way to give back. You're changing the world, but here on a local level. That's fantastic. Would you consider yourself a risk taker, Lindsay? Absolutely. I mean, I think that the cornerstone of my experience is really hinged on innovation. I think doing things differently and really kind of challenging the status quo and thinking, um, as Joy mentioned, of a creative way to solve the same problem. And how can we, you know, how can we, how can we, you know, solve this decades old problem uh, with an innovative approach? And everything is changing so rapidly now with the advent of, of new technologies continually, how we function as individuals is changing. How we run our businesses is changing. The tools we use and how we communicate is fundamentally different than how it used to be. And I think being able to innovate and as Joy mentioned, you know, think of creative ways to solve problems. I think that that's a, a you know, a, a staple of, of the millennial generation. 
often the millennial generation has been called the me generation. Yeah. But from what I'm hearing today from you guys, it's not because it's about mm-hmm. giving back. It's about doing something for others. So maybe that's a misnomer out there as being known as a marine, uh, the me generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to do what we can to uh, take that label off for sure. But uh, I think a lot of these labels, uh, though, Ryan, has probably come about because they are the first to really embrace technology. So if you think about selfies, you know, five years ago, I would have had to explain that to my mother at great detail. And I think that it's people taking them in a snapshot and not looking at the, you know, the entire aspect of all that they bring to the table. So I was recently at Coca-Cola on Monday and they have pretty much modified their entire office layout to entice millennials mm-hmm. to their space and get them to come work at Coca-Cola and then more importantly, stay at Coca-Cola. So companies are doing things that they definitely didn't do for my generation, which is Generation X. And I think that that speaks volumes that you have an entire generation that has pretty much stayed their ground on here's what I want. And businesses are modifying their model to fit them. And I think that that's phenomenal. Yeah. And and Sandy's right. I I saw quite a bit of that, um, you know, in consulting with Fortune 500 down to to the growth market and the startup companies and the environments, the atmospheres are definitely changing. The collaboration is changing. You're seeing a lot more of a remote workforce, which is largely attributed to the millennial generation wanting to work from home and wanting to use these tools like Slack, for instance, for, Mm -hmm. you know, remote communication. And I think that we're seeing a ton more of that. And just from a business viability, uh, these companies that are looking for talent, those those people are coming from the millennial generation. And you're going to have to modify the way that you do business to attract that generation. Yeah, and it's not just the small business, but as Sandy mentioned, large uh, institutions and enterprises that have been around for hundreds plus years <laughs> are making changes only now after many, many decades of kind of staying the same. So that's a good thing. And, and it's good that the, uh, the, uh, the corporations are listening. And so, but yet the statistics are still low as we want it. We've said many times that one of WIT's goals to have a 50-50 by 2020. Um, in the workforce with women and equal men. Um, but so uh, what can we do more of to get more millennials involved, like yourself, Lindsay, to give mm-hmm. back and to feel how it's important to to get uh, young girls involved in technology? Well, I think it's, you know, in a lot of cases, it's overlooked um, by, by a lot of folks. Yes, yeah, some people are talking about it. Women are obviously talking about it. But a lot of it is women talking about you know, what's what's commonly referred to as a woman's issue, but it's not a woman's issue. It is an everybody issue, period. Businesses are not going to be able to run if you've got only 50% of the population building your technology mm-hmm. teams. It's just not viable. So I think, you know, first and foremost, everybody needs to start talking about it, men, women, ev- everybody. And it needs to be a situation where we actually do something about it. I think building a community around these women, really letting them know, hey, you're not in this alone. You may be the only woman on a development team, but guess what? There are other female developers that would love to know you, would love to meet you. And that's that's the reason why I'm so passionate about women in technology is because I get to see these women who may be on a team by themselves. They are on an island, yet they have an entire organization the exact same thing. And they can actually talk about and really kind of share their stories with these women. And I think building a community around them and saying, hey, you know, we are fostering a culture and an environment at our organization that supports women. And we want to retain you. We want to keep you because honestly, it's not the attraction that's the major issues. It's the retention. It's keeping these women in these jobs and making sure that they feel like they have 
uh, a seat at the table with with the men on their team. And as young millennials, you mentioned uh, that they are involved in technology at a very young age and they are using technology in their personal life. But getting involved professionally um, is not often the case. So you are a pioneer and inspiration to young women. And it's important that women are highlighting that. But we have Duval joining us here today, a, a, a male in the in the women's world. So tell us why it's important to you um, as not only a millennial, but a, a male millennial. Um, as a male millennial, it's just good to get a female's perspective on things. So if I have a full team of just guys, you know, we can only offer our own perspective. But to see women and have them give their input um, just offers fresh ideas, uh, new perspectives and just better ways of tackling, you know, difficult um problems within the businesses that we're dealing with. So yeah. um, it's just cool to see that and to, you know, help that push it and everything. No, so, that's yeah. great. You're right. And, and I find that uh, women in business are often more are easier to collaborate with and often easier to work with than some some uh, male figures that I've worked with in the past. So it's uh, it's important to involve them not only at a young age, but continually through school as they educate and then get into the workforce for sure. Uh, do you find that over at ThoughtWorks, that it's an open environment for collaboration for both male and female employees, especially since it's a technology technologically driven corporation? Yes, definitely. That's why I love ThoughtWorks. From the moment I stepped in the office, I was like, wow, this is not, <laughs> people don't talk about this. So yeah. um, ThoughtWorks is 40% women. Um, we're actually going to Grace Hopper next um, week because we got the ABI index for top 25 companies with women in technology. That's great. So, so it's the minute you walked in the door, you could tell us a place you wanted to be. The culture was just right. And you saw that you were in a position to grow professionally as well. Right. And I felt comfortable growing. And I think that's a big part of ThoughtWorks that I love is that I, I feel like if I don't know something, it's not an environment where, oh, I don't want to look like the female who doesn't know. I feel like I can reach out to my male counterparts as well as my female counterparts. Mm-hmm. And now you're giving back to WIT girls and and, and WIT. And, uh, so that's important for you also personally to help you develop professionally. Right. I really believe in each one, teach one. So I'm always advocating for technology. You can ask anyone who knows me. <laughs> so um, I just love working with the young girls and getting them excited about it and seeing the all the opportunities with technology. And you're leading a hackathon, I hear. Yes, I'm super <laughs> excited. The world's shortest hackathon, actually. Well, uh, tell us more. <laughs> so usually hackathons are about 48 hours. Um, a group of technologists get together and they just hack away at a problem and make a product. So at our hackathon this Saturday, we're going to have a group of 40 girls and they're going to come in and they're going to get into groups. They're going to make an app um, using wireframes. So they're just going to draw on um, little iPhone skeletons and they're going to draw the flow of their app. And then at the end, they're going to pitch it. And it's just going to be like a mini hackathon to get them excited about technology and entrepreneurship. Yes, technology, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. and women. I mean, it sounds like uh, a great fit for you uh, and everything that's going on for uh, over there. This 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 Saturday is it still open for for attendance? Sold out. Sold out. Uh So hopefully you'll do another one. (laughs) That's a great sign, Uh, and you you do more of these. So stay uh, connected with Wit through mywit.org for more events and more. hackathons coming up. Do you enjoy leading that or putting it together as well? Yeah, I do. I love to put a fun twist on it. Like we were, me and Sandy were trying to figure out what can we do to get them excited about technology. So, Well, it's Halloween this year. So maybe you can do something like that. What did you guys come up with? Uh, We're actually going to be, are you going to speak on that, Sandy? (laughs) Well, because we're doing it, uh, International Day of the Girl was yesterday, which is October 11th, um, but it's being celebrated with the National Center for Civil and Human Rights on Saturday. And so we're actually going to be at their event. So we're going to take a problem that's impacting girls globally and then let them come up with a solution for that particular problem. 
And I believe uh, Joy was the one who said, oh, we should take the Declaration of Human Rights. And so we're going to let them kind of pick what they want to pick. Yeah, and then that's go great. So then you'll have some positive impacts come out of this as well. Learning along the way, connecting uh, individuals in the technology and girls uh, just getting out there and doing more technology work. So that's great. Right. So we look forward to hearing more about that for sure. And then Duval, I hear you're teaching the wit ladies how to involve Snapchat into their lives more regularly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Just social media in general is pretty huge because you just want to have the place where people can see what you got going on. So the whole Snapchat thing was just <laughs> Pat one of the graphic designers. So I put it out on Snapchat and like two hours later, I got five people who wanted to offer up their services. So Man. that was cool. Um, I just feel like, you know, just social media as a whole, since people are on their phones, I'm on my phone all the time. Um, no one's carrying around newspapers, you know, reading them on the train anymore. They open up Flipboard and they're just flipping through articles. So just being a part of that, just being on that social uh, social part of social media, just being visible for people to get to see you, I feel like it's huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to be pushing Sandy, you know, get that social media okay. up. Yeah, <laughs> get going. I'm going to get Some that money. Instagram account after all. <laughs> all right. Make you come up with a cool name, you know, Sandy Welfare, you know, uh, 421. It may not be so cool. So, yeah, get, get you a good uh, Instagram handle. Um, and so I imagine you're out there. Is there sometimes social media, though, can be too much, right? You're all over so many channels. From your perspective, is that a, a, a good play or should you just kind of narrow on where your audience may be? Uh, you definitely got to see what your audience is doing, but it's all about your content and what you want people to do. So, I mean, Instagram is cool. Um, YouTube is great if you're, you know, just doing a lot of stuff and just want to chop up a video for that. But Facebook is good as well because people can share those videos. Whereas Instagram, you know, you can hashtag away, but it's not, you know, something that you can really just be viral with. But Facebook offers just so much analytics and data that you can just pinpoint who needs to see it and what. So it's just really cool. Well, yeah, Instagram's extended their video length lately, yeah. and Twitter as well, up to two minute videos. So here's a network, Business Radio X. We do Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, p- personally, I'm on Instagram and Vimeo and some other stuff for mm. more. Uh, so I'm c- trying to get it covered out there, but I have not tackled <laughs> Snapchat yet. I still have it. Got to do it. So I know I, I should. Um, but, uh, you know, as I get older, I find that social media is becoming easier as well, too, for, for folks. It used to be very daunting or you had this misconception about it, but it's really just as simple as a couple of clicks on your phone. And you always have that with you as well. Definitely. And uh, and Lindsay, I hear you're chairing or you are the event chair for the Wit Connect event. That's got to be a big deal for you. Uh, mm-hmm. When is that coming? That'll be in uh, June of next year. So okay. I, my That'll... first year as event chair was um, this year. Actually. Okay. So the event um, was this past June and um, we had it at the Georgia Aquarium, had you know, over 650 folks attend. Um, it, it is a massive event, and it was um, really the, the first time that I kind of took the reins as event chair, and I'm, I'm looking forward to um, doing so again next year. Yeah, I'll be at the Georgia Aquarium as well, and then you have the Women of the Year coming up, 2016. That's always at the Georgia Aquarium. Yes, right? November, November 10th, and actually, as we speak, all of our 12 finalists are at Sutherland, Uh, going through their interview process. So the judging will happen today. And so we'll be uh, doing all our things to lead up to the winner on November 10th. And tickets are still available? Tickets and sponsorship are still available. So go to mywit.org. Mywit.org. So you are your company or you're an individual and you want to get involved and uh, give back. That's a great way to do so. Again, November 10th down there at the uh, Georgia Aquarium. You guys have been doing this for several years now. Yes, I believe this is the 16th year that we've done. Man, 16th year. So can you wear the same dress year after year or do you have to get a new one? (laughs) You really do have to get a new one. (laughs) Because it is a black tie affair, ladies and gentlemen. So if 
you're looking for one of the premier events of Atlanta to get out there and mix and mingle with some of Atlanta's best and brightest, uh, the Women of the Year Awards, because the past winners have included some of Atlanta's top professional women. Absolutely. I mean, in this year, we went from 80, 85 down to 30, then down to 12. And getting down to that 12 is difficult. And getting down to that one winner, it is very difficult. These are the top, most innovative women that we've seen in STEM. And so it, it is a difficult thing, but at the same time, something that we should celebrate. Is there a, a millennial category for these women of the years? We actually thought about um, adding that for next year because we do feel there's a group of young leaders that are doing Phenomenal. Right. Two of them are in this room on the mics here today. So I nominate Joy and Lindsay both for a 2017 Women of the Year Millennial uh, Edition. It would probably be a tie with these. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. I know. So uh, look forward to that for sure and uh, more good things. So before we leave and wrap up today, let's make sure our listeners can find out more information, get connected for sure. Uh, So start with you, Lindsay, your business or uh, professionally, how can folks find out more information? The best way to get in touch with me would definitely be through Women in Technology. I will also be at the Women of the Year Awards. I do a lot with um, sponsorship for that particular event as well. So you can find me there. You can actually find me tonight at the ATP Gala oh, all right. as well. <laughs> right, yeah. So connect with Lindsay for sure. Uh, and if, if, if young uh, women out there is maybe a young uh, in a technology career mm-hmm. or a young startup, but wants to know more about connecting and, and giving back volunteering, I'm sure you'd be able to Absolutely. tell them more as well. LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me. It's uh, Lindsay Hawkins. Um, you should be able to find me pretty easily on LinkedIn. That's, that's that's uh, predominantly how I network professionally. Yeah, on LinkedIn and, and and Atlanta for you is it your home? I forgot to ask you in the beginning. It is. Okay. Born and raised, went to Georgia Tech, nice. and stayed here afterwards. So yes. All right, yeah. and so you've seen it change through the years for uh-huh. sure, and Atlanta's growing and and booming right now. So uh, Atlanta, you can find Lindsay out and about. Um, and call her one of uh, Atlanta's natives as well because she's born and raised. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today, Lindsay. And Duvall, how can folks find out more about Event Tent? Yes. So we have a, um, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter at our at Event Tent app on that. And um, yeah, definitely just check us out on the iOS Apple Store, you know, so download that Event Tent slash comma LLC. No, before yeah. you go, yeah. share when you're there. <laughs> um, and yeah, so definitely check that out. And uh, we're f- always looking for people to give us feedback and let us know how we can improve um, that platform. But we got some other stuff down the pipeline. Sounds good. And it's kind of ringing a bell. I think Justin was in the studio before definitely. on another show. I don't remember when, but yep. I, I remember the name. And now the, <laughs> it's all coming back to me. So go to our website, Business Radio X, and type in Event Tent. If you want to hear Justin's interview, you can search all the past guests and past shows there. So Please do come back, Duvall, and be a guest again on our show. If you have any new exciting information to share, we'd be happy to feature you and your organization again. Definitely. I appreciate the invite. All righty. And Joy, uh, what's next for you? you? Are you going to any of these other events coming up? Um, definitely going to be at the Hackathon on yep. Saturday. Um, but I will be um, at Grace Hopper next week in Houston, Texas. Okay. Grace Hopper Celebration of Women in Computing. So it's 10,000 women technologists. Wow. So it's a big convention? or yeah. Yep. It's, a, di- it's so inspiring. It's Is a conference. It? Yes, sir. Well, I never heard about that. So certainly come back and tell us about that. And if people want to connect with uh, your company or you professionally, how could they do so? Um, they can find my company at ThoughtWorks um, on any platform. Um, for me personally, you can find me on Facebook, Joy Nettles, that's J-O-Y-E, N-E-T-T-L-E-S. 
And also follow my personal brand, joytotheworld.com. Oh, I like it. That's joy with an E? That's joy with an E. Yes. Don't forget joy it. Joytotheworld.com. <laughs> and you yeah. certainly are changing the world. Every one of these uh, guests here today, thank you so much for joining us and wish you much success and, and continue to the good work you're doing for, for young women in Atlanta, but then resonating that message throughout the country so we can b- continue to help women around the world. And Sandy, uh, what's next for you? Where are you going to be? So next week, of course, we'll be doing our WIT Forum. It's all on body language um, with Patty Woods. So we're actually very excited to uh, be doing that WIT Forum um, on the 19th, 7.30 a.m. at The Gathering Spot. The Gathering Spot. And, uh, and mywit.org is the website. Absolutely. On Twitter, it's uh, my or WIT ATL, right? WIT ATL. WIT ATL. And soon to be on Snapchat and uh, Instagram. <laughs> I mean, you, you said it on air today, so we'll have to see. That's right. I, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. We look forward to another segment featuring the women in technology here in Atlanta coming up next month. Until then, on behalf of Stone Payton and Lee Cantor and the entire Business Radio X Network, we'll see you again next time on Atlanta Business Radio.